What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode two of your favorite Baby Daddies podcast. I'm your host, Ray Mathis, and this week we're going to get into everything sports. With only two weeks removed from the NFL's regular season, we're already in the postseason, and we just named our national champion. But the biggest headline so far this, I guess you would say, pre-offseason is Deshaun Watson winning out of Texans. So this isn't surprising if you are a Houston Texans fan, live in Houston, Texas, you know, anything really sports. It's not surprising because you do know that the front office of the Houston Texans, honestly, have been a laughing stock for the last year and a half. From giving Bill O'Brien, GM and head coach, full, full control, from letting him be the play caller, and also letting him decide trades, such as letting go uh, Javion Clowney and not, not re-signing Tyron Matthew, and also letting go um, Carlos Hyde. And the biggest one yet might be the biggest and worst trade in NFL history is letting go DeAndre Hopkins, future Hall of Fame wide receiver for second round pick, fourth round pick and the injury prone David Johnson. And we didn't just let go DeAndre Hopkins late in his career. We let him go in his prime with three years left on his very, very, very cheap deal. And so with that being said, and with that being said, that was the first straw on the back for, um, you know, for Deshaun. And now with GM hires and head coaching hires coming up, um, the McNair family um, actually promised Deshaun that they would keep him in the loop, let him know what's going on with the GM hires, kind of basically just run it by him, hope that they can all agree on the next GM and head coach. But, of course, they broke that promise. And that's why now we're seeing reports of him wanting out. To get into more detail of that, what happened was is um, they the Texans hired this firm, and they hired this firm to go to be exact by the name of um, what is this uh, firm uh, Coin Furry Come Furry Man I can't pronounce that I'm not even gonna try, and they hired this firm to help them look for a GM right, and this firm can came back with a compatible list. Of GMs and eligible and eligible guys that will fit the Texans and you know that will fit their needs and everything of that nature. And um, they came back with one of them was Vice President of Football Business Administration Operations for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Omar Khan, who was a minority, of course, a black um, a, a black um, you know a black VP and whatnot, and um, would have been a great minority hire. And then also you have. Um, Lewis Riddick, ESPN's Lewis Riddick. If you watch ESPN, if you watch Monday Night Football, you know Lewis Riddick is one of the play-by-play callers, commentators. What you don't know if you're not really paying attention to him is that he has actually uh, been the leader candidate for the last two or three seasons to get back into this front office GM role that he once had, um, you know, a few years back. But he's since left, and he's been working with ESPN ever since. And, you know, he's one of the brightest best minds that's on as, as an analyst for ESPN so far and um, he was on that list as well and what happened was the Texans just had total disregard of that list altogether and they went out and hired <laughs> surprising not surprising they go hire GM Nick Conserio if you don't know who uh, Nick Conserio is if you know anything about the Texans they want to be like new they want to be like the New England Patriots so of course Nick Conserio is um the former he's a he's a former New England Patriots director of player personnel and they went out and got him without talking to Deshaun or really anybody and this didn't just upset Deshaun Watson this upset 
a lot of the Texans players. This upset a lot of people in the Texas organization. And it's, this made, you know, everything that was already brewing truly boil over. And now Deshaun is willing to remove his no trade clause. And, you know, he's ready to get out of there. And as me as a um, Texans fan, as an athlete, man, as I mean, as a former athlete, just anybody who loves sports, you don't want to see a guy like that waste his talent in his career somewhere. Um, at the end of the day, he's given us his all. And I think it's fair that he does go somewhere else where he can actually win. Because if you look at our situation, it's not really about who you like as a hire or not. You look at our situation, man, and Bill O'Brien has set us up to fail for the next two, three seasons. We have no first-round draft picks, no second-round draft picks, and we're kind of just stuck. So, with that being said, the least they could have did was hire some people that, that our franchise player liked, and they did it, and now he's ready to go, and I don't blame him. And I think J.J. White has gone with him as well. But, as speaking of hiring and firing, let's talk about Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. This, as a Philadelphia Eagle fans, I've been hearing that they've been actually happy about this, excited about it. Me, as a person who kind of breaks down and understands football, I'm not really um, on that bandwagon for that. I think that this wasn't really the best move, to be honest. Um, I get it. The last game, you know, he benched Jalen Hurts and whatnot. That was a confusing move. But I don't think Doug Peterson was more of a problem than Carson Wentz was for that organization and team. To be to be honest, um, if you really look back at it, if you look back from the Super Bowl where Carson Wentz gets hurt and they bring in Nick Foles and they go on this magical run, and then the following season Carson Wentz gets hurt again, they bring in Nick Foles again, they win a couple playoff games, they don't make it to the Super Bowl that year, but they win some games with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is gone. Um, Carson Wentz come back. Eagles make the playoffs again. And then they replace Nick Foles. I mean, I'm sorry, Carson Wentz with Josh McCall. Because uh, Carson got hurt in the game, and Josh McCall comes out and plays hard out, and they almost beat Seattle that year. And then look at this past season where Carson Wentz just has a horrible, horrendous, horrific season, and they bring in Jalen Hurts, and the team responds. Each one of those scenarios that I've talked about, the team responded to every quarterback but Carson. The team responded very well to Nick Foles. The team responded very well to Josh McCall, and the team responded – very well to Jalen Hurts. They did not respond to Carson Wentz. For some reason, there is a rift. There is something going on between that locker room and Carson Wentz where they don't respond. Those receivers, that offense does not look good with him in it. They look great with everybody else, even Josh McCall, but they don't look good with Carson Wentz. And I don't think I'm going to let go my head coach who's actually winning games for us over a guy who just can't, who can't seem to take responsibility on his own. But We'll see what happens in the future. I'm not a fan of that move, but we'll just see what happens in the future. Um, let me know what you guys think. Now, on the college football, we just named our national champion, Alabama, once again. And um, deservingly so, to be honest. And, um, you know, um, I think that this was a great win for them. But I also think that this opens the eyes that we need to expand this playoff. If you're going to make it a playoff, it needs to be a playoff, not a popularity contest. In my opinion, this has become a popularity uh, popularity contest, to be honest. Outside of we ever rank number one, number two, three and four is always up in the air. Three and four is always, uh, you know, who you like more type things. And um, we need to have more of a better system than what they have now. With everybody else doing playoffs, I don't understand how college football cannot get this right. Um, you just... 
it needs to be eight to 12 teams, one of those two. Need to do every conference champion, and they need to just go at it, remove all preseason games if you have to, and let these guys go at it in their conference. And whoever is the outright conference champion, that's the ones who makes the playoffs. That's the ones who gets the bowl games. Those are the guys who compete. That's how you find national champion. That's simple. There shouldn't be nothing else. shouldn't be nothing more, nothing less to it. But they're kind of making it harder than what, than what it has to be. But that's just my opinion. You tell me what you guys think. Thanks for listening. This is just a brief, quick sports edition of the episode. Just want to break down a few things about sports. So just let me know what you guys think in the comment, direct, comment section. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, yeah, get back with me. Appreciate it. Thanks.